Hello, and welcome to Women Developing Brilliance. I'm your host, Casey Rossi. It's my great pleasure to present interesting stories of creative women sharing their message and lighting up the world with their presence and offerings. Get ready to be inspired. You can learn more about creating a business that you love by visiting kcrossi.com. Enjoy. My guest today is Denisha Alura. She is the founder of Soul Rich Woman, and I am so excited to dive in with this wonderful female entrepreneur from Singapore. Welcome, Denisha. Thank you for having me on your show. Absolutely. I have so many questions. I've been pouring through your website, literally um, just so in awe of everything that you've accomplished and all the women that you touch. First off, you have one of the number one female entrepreneur networks in Southeast Asia. I would love it if you could tell me a little bit about how that came about. I understand that it spans over 12,000 female entrepreneurs. So dive into that a little bit because I find that extremely inspiring. I started my platform uh, when I was still an image consultant. I was transitioning between, you know, trading time for money. And I was like, if I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I work, I get paid. I don't work, I don't get paid. So I struggled with this notion of seeing myself doing that. So I decided, okay, I want to go online. And then I went online, I made my first million dollars, my first pot of gold. And then I invested with my partners, um, a cafe retail chain. So I did uh, offline still, don't ask me why. I still went ahead to do this cafe retail chain. I do PR and marketing. So this whole time, I was uh, we built to three countries. We were in Singapore, Malaysia, Indonesia. And then we had seven outlets. So we sold franchise and we do licensing. From there, I was moonlighting because consistently because I was based in Indonesia and I was running the franchise over there with my um, other franchisees. So the only way I could reach out to help women was to still use my webcam and my internet. And that's how I got started running webinars or, you know, live training classes every single Wednesday. Um, back then it was every single Wednesday. I was doing live shows and uh, I was doing that for a single year. So when I first started, my platform was called You possible academy because it was relate, related to my book. I'm a published author as well. I, I wrote this book on personal branding secrets. So naturally, I thought, okay, my platform will be called You Are Possible Academy. Love it. However, yeah, but however, at the at the start, when 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 the women came, you know, there was zero women who was watching my webinar, and then later it grew to ten, and then the first hundred, and then as the community grew, they said, you know what, Janisha you know, we feel like we're going to school. Can you change the name of Academy to like something a little bit more relevant to women? So that was when I received the feedback. And in 2015, I did an entire rebranding. And that's how we eventually kind of like formed this community called Soul Rich Woman. Our vision is to empower women, uh, 1 million women to go from offline to online, building their personal brand, um, finding their voice online so that they can, you know, do, do create more impact uh, in the world, right? Not just, um, you know, uh, doing their daily stuff like home, doing, taking care of the kids, but they can create more impact by uh, attracting more customers for their business, doing a side hustle and doing more for their life, right? For women who love the F word. 
I saw that. I love that. I love that. Tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit more about what you mean by that. For women who love the F word, it's not your four letter word, but it's the F word, being fabulous, having freedom and financial independence. And this is what we stand for here in Soul Rich Woman. So it's not always just about business, but a woman deserves to shine the F word, being fabulous, having freedom of a voice, uh, having to say what she wants to do and having financial independence to do more for herself to or for her kids, right? So that's what we mean by for women who love the F word. That's perfect. You nailed your message. It is just um, so, it pulls you right in. Everyone can identify and you hit it right on the head. That's exactly what we want are all those things to be fabulous, to have freedom and to also build financial wealth while we're making impact. I'm totally on board for your philosophy. I absolutely love it. I want to dive in a little bit more to your origin story because I think there's so many rich nuggets there. Um, first off, I'd love to talk about that building process. When you were persevering every single Wednesday and putting a live training out and doing a webinar and growth is slow, right? Like someone can look at you now and be like, wow, that's amazing. She can do it. She's alluring, right? But what was the initial building period, like what kind of maybe mental chatter did you have going on in your mind? What kind of like uh, how did you have to dig deep to really grow and persevere every Wednesday, even though the growth was slow? For me, I believe that I've come to a point where success is never about glorious wins. It's about taking a step back and allowing other women to shine as well. Because after I sold my cafe retail chain, we exited to a public listed company. My heart has always been with women. I was Miss Singapore in 2006. And I have been working with women since then, you know, 2006. And I've been doing so much for women. And when I went to retail, I was like, I don't think it's really something that I really truly enjoy. However, yes, it's a good business experience, but it's not really my calling and my fulfillment. So when I was doing the live show, it's all about showing up and telling myself that, you know, if I don't show up, then I will never be hurt, right? Because online is so busy, so noisy. If we don't stand up, then who else will? So it's all about sh uh, shining and taking a step forward to say, yes, I, I want, I, I can do it. And even though, though when I first started, it was zero viewers, like really zero viewers, zero likes, and nobody registers for your webinar. I've been there, <laughs> okay, girl. All right. <laughs> just, just remember this. Keep running until your bank account looks like your phone number. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it's so important people hear that because I think too many people give up too soon because they may do something for six weeks or for three months and think, I'm a loser. I have no viewers. There's no engagement. And what am I doing this for? And so um, what is your best tip for them uh, to really kind of understand that this is just the process? First of all, find a mentor. Find someone whom you can listen to, whom you respect. Because during the time when you are starting out, you're always looking for solutions, especially online. You're just Googling, right? But piecemealing information together versus following and learning from somebody who can shortcut your success, that will really make a lot of difference. Secondly, join a community, a like-minded community 
uh, it's not just a Facebook group. That's a totally different ballgame. But rather, women whom you hang out like in a WhatsApp chat, whom really don't, don't gossip, you know, they really go all out and support each other because empowered women empower others, right? Absolutely. So when you have these two components together, um, which is also exactly what Soul Rich Woman does. We have mentorship program and we have um, you know, a community across Southeast Asia. It really does help the women to do more. And when somebody's lagging behind, we're like, hey, come on, it's like cheerleader, you know, Let, let's do it together. And also there are other women who probably has done it before. You know, just maybe yes. one, one, one chapter ahead or maybe just two chapters ahead of you. And because of that, hey, it's possible. It's just like, okay, when is my breakthrough going to come? What, what did they do correctly? Can I, can I learn something from them? So it's kind of like having that support system because when a woman changes her life, entire community benefits. 100%. And I truly believe in the collective momentum. I think there's power in gathering like-minded and open-hearted women. I think our cells vibrate on a very similar pattern. So if you are that person that's two chapters behind, no worries, because it's the law of nature that you will start elevating to those that you surround yourself with. So I'm a huge believer of that. I would love it if you could share one of the things that you find so amazing going from offline to online, because I also had a brick and mortar for 17 years. We hit $1.7 million at our highest year. So right there with you with, you know, striking gold on, on something that's an offline endeavor, but it's a completely different animal when you move to an online endeavor. I'd love if you could talk a little bit about that. Mm -hmm. So going online is a, like you shared, is really a different animal. It takes discipline because what you don't see uh, is online, right? Because it's your own time, your own schedule. What I recommend is set a time. Set a time to sit your ass down and get shit done. Because yes. the more you don't schedule, you will just think that, oh, you know, it can be just another day. Are you doing a hobby or are you doing a business? Like what you said, you know, we have uh, built business and we have successfully exited. I successfully exited to a public listed company while moonlighting online. So if I had not set time aside to moonlight to a certain extent, I will have not eventually built to this platform. And I would never have had the, the capacity to do so if I had not set time for myself to do the, the pursue the dreams I want to achieve. So you got to ask yourself this question. Do, how important is this for you? What is your desire. What is your true desire in your heart? You know, don't, don't just base on, you know, what, what, what people tell you, your husband, your, your girlfriend or whatever, but really touch your heart and ask yourself deep inside, what exactly is it that gets you thinking awake at night and every single morning with the energy that, that keeps you pumping and going? So that is very important. So, uh, you know, you are not what we have done, but you are what we have overcome. Absolutely. I love it. What's your favorite habit that you found the most personal transformation? For me, it's all about consistency. Showing up every single day, showing up uh, online, on social media, showing up uh, even for my team members because I have a remote team of 21. So it's not easy to manage remotely because uh, it's, you, know, you can't see them physically like a retail outlet. So you have to show up and be there and knowing how to manage your time and delegate is also very important because we can't 
perform all the business duties 24-7. We must learn how to empower other team members to do it for you so that you can shine uh, in your zone of genius, especially marketing and sales okay which is usually 80 percent of the business and not 20 percent of your business so don't 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 turn it around so operations Such a good always, point yeah operations is 20 percent. sales and marketing is 80 percent. online is that's the way to go so be consistent about it and keep going at it that is such a valid point. I definitely want to underscore that as well. So focus 80% of your endeavors, of your day, of your focused high leverage goals on sales and marketing and online visibility. And that's how you're going to get a lot of momentum. I love it. I have a question for you. I'm very, very curious because one, you have incredible energy, a lot of momentum. You know, you've got the guts and the glory to put in the grit and to hustle. And I'm wondering how you balance your work life because I'm super passionate about building our business around our life and also not burning out. And sometimes if not always, it's a really big challenge for many of us to not burn out and still do the grind, do the hustle, show up, create consistent content and all the other pieces we need to do to reach success. How do we make it sustainable? I was watching Tim Ferriss and he was saying that there are days that he doesn't do anything at all. He just wait and think and drink coffee, go for long walks and only start to doing the work maybe after four to five weeks. And then that's when he do it the right thing, right? So for me, it's all about setting the time aside and we must not be busy with all the little things, but what I call don't sweat the small stuff. If you keep sweating all the small stuff as a business owner, you'll never be able to do big things. Let me just give you an example. I mean, like, I mean, I'm a speaker, I'm a trainer. Of course, besides running a platform, I speak as well on, on big platforms. And what happened is if I were to keep going on to do all the small jobs, I mean, or just do all the little, little things, I will not have time to focus my time on finding big customers or finding big projects to work on. So you need to see which role are you playing? Are you, uh, are you in a role where you're just busy, busy, busy all the time? Or are you strategically busy for the right things? Yes, absolutely. So for many of our listeners, they're solopreneurs. They don't have a team yet. And I think it's so very important to understand what is the pivot point when you feel someone should bring on at least a virtual assistant to help them focus on high leverage tasks instead of being that busy bee in their own company. When I first started my um, hiring remote stuff, it was not easy. I failed a lot, um, you know, hiring the wrong person and everything. So there are two main points I want to highlight. First, how much are you paying for your manicure and pedicure? How much are you paying for your hair salon, uh, you know, hair treatment? I mean, just put it this way, do you go to spa? Now, could you invest this money back into hiring someone remotely who can take five hours a week off a single week, right? So five hours, five hours, five hours is like 20 hours a week for just one hair salon that you are supposed to go to. Reduce that one visit and invest that into your business. So that's one strategy. The second one I want to say is don't expect the virtual assistant or remote player to understand or read your mind. You must have a step-by-step -step process to know exactly how you're going to communicate with them um, to do your social media, to manage your Facebook and not say like, oh, uh, please do my Facebook for me, schedule the post and just post for me. Okay, so yes. what is that? 
what, what, what is what is that? You know, <laughs> I will not awesome. understand the instructions at all. <laughs> that is incredible. I love one that you framed um, the the affordability of even five hours a week, and that is a great way to dip your toe in to getting that support. And once you taste having that support and knowing that you got someone else on your team who has your back that is like also rooting for your success because even with someone that's coming on in your world to support you 20 hours a month you're going to be friends with that person and that's going to feel really great as a solopreneur and if you're used to doing everything on your own so i love that you framed it in the line of like just cut out one spa treatment i know yeah. many of us have a lot of disposable income things that we do whether it's our morning latte or whatever and so yeah. it makes it so much more doable instead of like I can't afford that right now, or I'm too small. I love that you reframed it so it's doable for people. And then, yes, you absolutely have to do a step-by-step. -step. I think that's so very important. It's a way to be proactive. So it's a win-win for everyone. Don't expect your new team member to be a mind reader. So even though that sounds so basic, so many people feel like I'm too busy to do the onboarding. And I think that if you do the onboarding correctly, then you will save so much time in the long run correcting things or having communication gaps and things of that nature. So awesome tips. Thank you so much for that. I'm so curious because you were Miss Singapore, which I think is super cool and congratulations. And I'm wondering how that contributed to your passion to empire, in, inspire and empower female entrepreneurs and the kind of reaction that you get from people when they hear that part of your story? First of all, when everyone hear that I'm a Miss Singapore in either 2006 or 2011, I represented Singapore two times, people will say, oh, you are born with a silver spoon. So naturally, I get that reaction okay so a little bit about me backstory is that i had to support myself through school since i was 14 years old because my family had some financial crisis and i was forced to go out to become an instructor for yoga aerobics and line dancing so that's how i put food on the table and to put myself through education so Miss Singapore was a way out for me. Literally, my friends said, why don't you join a beauty pageant and raise a profile? Because if you don't find ways to, to move, then, then you'll be stuck at where you are, right? So I said, okay, let's give it a try. So then, uh, mm -hmm. of course, eventually I won, right? But then the, the next step would be, how does it resonate with my passion and interest? But because of my story, I was ugly, I was, I was ungroomed, I was not confident, you know, I was being bullied at school, you know, because I was poor and, you know, nobody was able to support me back then. And I still remember in class one day, the mean girls, I don't know if you watch mean girls. So for those of you who have, you know, they, they will pull my, my PE t-shirt, which means like physical activity shirt because I will usually wear the same bra so they would pull my shirt on my right and they pull and exposing my bra strap and then they say oh you're wearing the same bra again you know uh -huh. and then they will they in class they will throw my back across the classroom from one end to the other and my books will be all over the floor my stationaries are all over the floor and I'm like oh my god this is really you know I, I feel so devastated so over time, I told myself, you know, I am, a, I am like, I have so much determination. I don't know why, but I just like, okay, I'm not going to let this affect me. I'm not going to be a victim of my own circumstances. I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and go towards the dreams that I truly want to achieve. 
So then when I won the title, it was like just the beginning, right? So then I shared my story with other women. And that's how I also became an image consultant, knowing that, you know, besides helping women to look good and feel great about themselves, you know, through my story, it inspired them to do more for their lives. So it's all about storytelling and, and helping them. So with that transformation, I was given a platform to grow my business from that time. Also in pageant, I learned another thing was a teamwork. A lot of people think that beauty pageants are bitchy business. I mean, that's some fact. I mean, when you put 80 girls in all different <laughs> world come together, definitely there are people who are don't like each other. Okay, I mean, let's put it this way. However, are you able to work within your teams for photo shoots, for your routines, for the stage? How do you do that? So uh, that taught me a lot about teamwork as well, working each other. And even though you don't, you may not really, really like that person, but how can you work it out and make it work? Because everybody got to look good representing their country. The other one that really taught me in pageant was finding my own voice. Mm -hmm. And like what I shared with you, storytelling is such a big part of my life because if you know, I mean, how do you stand out amongst 80 contestants from all around the world? I mean, that's really difficult, you know? So sure. consistently uh, mastering my message in every single occasion and to make sure that I stand out in my branding and in my voice, I think that's really key. And over the years, after doing all this pageant stuff, it really I continued to hone. My, my skill set and having good attitude is super important because I don't think like that's the end of the journey. In fact, I was just starting out. And because of this, I'm now today through So Rich Woman able to help 200,000 women entrepreneurs who are connected across Southeast Asia to tell their stories, to find your voice, to help them to do digital marketing so that they can be seen and found and loved online. So Perfect. that impact we have done. Oh, I love it. I love it. What a journey. What a trajectory from your uh, humble beginnings to your, because of your determination and focus and just, you kept putting one foot in front of the other. I mean, you're doing amazing things in the world. So really hats off to you. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, so because you're a personal brand expert, before you go, I would love it if you could share three tips for people that are trying to optimize their brand, what can you share with our listeners? First of all, find your voice. Are you the same person online and offline? I find that because so rich women, we are in seven countries. So sometimes when we visit the communities, you find that their persona online is very different offline. So if you are able to bridge that, I think that would definitely help you a lot. So what you could do is get someone to look over your LinkedIn, your social media platforms and tune that so that it's easy for people to want to come to you and not you keep chasing after customers. Second thing that you want to look into for your branding is look not just into the colors, you know, the mistake that people make is the colors. You must look at the logo, the website. Please build a funnel, okay? Use funnels to help yourself to generate uh, interest regarding the topic that you're talking about. And personal branding is really very broad topic. So if you are a trained image consultant, personal branding could mean, you know, colors and body analysis right for you as a content writer personal branding could mean finding their voice in one article personal branding to another person who is doing 
I don't know, some other business could mean something else. So that's why you need to find that key unique differentiation and then build a funnel, which is actually uh, my second point, build a funnel where you generate the interest to see how you can leverage on this main skill set of yours to continue to leverage your time because you don't want to keep putting your time out for money. I think eventually you need to know how to go online. The third and last point about personal branding is really to look into your uh, what we call digital products. Are you being positioned as an expert online? Because I feel that when you're able to build your knowledge, you just need to be one chapter ahead of everybody else. And a lot of women have this like imposter syndrome that I see. Oh, you know, I can't be Marie Folio, say for example. I can't be Oprah Winfrey. Of course, duh, you're not them. <laughs> However, you could, what you could do is you could find your own, own, own way, right? And sashay through that journey and be that light that attracts people to you. So that's how you can build your personal brand. That's awesome. I love that you distinguish that it's not just about your logos and your colors, that building a personal brand is many layers and it includes visibility, it includes your message, it includes all of your marketing, including your content. So I think that's a really valuable point. And in your um, branding, I do have to say that I love that you include so many personal details about yourself because people feel that they're your friend, even at the very first introduction of you. That's why I wore blue. I knew that you were a fan of blue and I was like, oh, I'm going to wear my blue scarf for her. <laughs> it's so That's much sweet of you. <laughs> so I really, really love that. And I think you're such a magnetic woman. I feel that you have just a force that people will get inspired. I, I love when someone is so electrically charged that they have the power to spark other people and inspire other people to dig deep and be exactly who they want to be. So thank you so, so much for taking time out. I've truly enjoyed our, our visit together. Yeah, thank you so much. I love sharing my message. I really appreciate it. Until next time, bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode on Women Developing Brilliance. If so, head over to Apple iTunes and subscribe to this podcast. And I'd be grateful if you could leave a review or rating so more people can benefit from these inspirational stories about the solopreneur journey. Thank you.